Hi again, my name is Shaida Bingo Bingo, and you're watching, you're listening to another episode of This Is Her America. So I want to start off with, how are you doing? How's your day going? Did you do anything fun or exciting? Did you sleep in? Did you wake up super early? Are you a 5 a.m. person or a 12 p.m. person working right in the afternoon? Yep, that's what I meant. Anyways, I've been digesting a lot about this whole deal with coronavirus and why I think it's more of a political pawn than a virus at this point. When coronavirus was just first introduced in America, it was March of 2020, so last year. And as the news were spewing out information about all the cases that were popping up, not just in America, but all over the globe, it felt very real, felt very scary, and it felt very overwhelming. I think the difference now, the difference between now and last year is I think people are kind of sick of the fear-mongering game at this point. I think at the beginning there was something cautious, there was something to be, to be cautious about because we didn't know anything about this virus. Doctors were still learning about it, hospitals were still strategizing ways on how to take in the influx of patients that of people that were just coming in. <laughs> um, um, with symptoms, we saw people scrambling for PPE equipment, you know, protective gear, masks, gloves, gauze, whatever they needed, um, glass shields to shield your face, to shield your eyes, so you don't transmit this virus. But as of the year, the the year has passed. And we saw more information coming out. More doctors decided decided to speak up about this virus. I think we saw um, the media and politicians and political pundits like Dr. Fauci double in and still stay sewn into their ideology, into their um, perspective about that America still needed to be locked down. America still needed to be scared of coronavirus, even with such a high recovery rate among most age groups. So that's why I feel that when you politicize something that should not be politicized at all, I don't think there's anything about this virus that was potentially damaging um, to the human race. I think you should, like this virus, like all viruses and illnesses are just being newly discovered, you should be aware of it. Um, you should try to take your precautions as usual. But to feed into this mass hysteria, it's what's really driving this worse and why we're seeing in several states why people are still in lockdown and still haven't gotten back to normal, especially with the vaccine coming out. So. One of the highlights that I will want to make in this episode is the vaccination and the passport issue that we see becoming more and more popular. I think different pharmaceutical companies 
like Pfizer and Margin Margina. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Margina. I think it's a miracle and a godsend that this vaccination has come out as fast as it did. I think a lot uh, when a lot of people are open to the idea of getting this vaccination, we're gonna see a huge spree of people going back to normal life, take off the mask, um, reintegrate back into society, um, meet family again, hug each other, shake hands, what all of that. But I don't think the vaccination is much of the big issue. I think the vaccine passports now are becoming increasingly demanding from the government and also from big corporate businesses. One article that I would like to read from is from Vanity Fair. The article is titled Fox News COVID vaccine passports are proof Biden wants to go full 1984. And this article is written by Charlotte Klein and in this article she writes as Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Rochelle Walensky said Tuesday, data suggests fully vaccinated people do not do not carry COVID-19. Fox Nation host Tommy Lauren appeared on Fox and Friends Tuesday to warn that vaccine passports will be the new max, calling the credentials, which will be optional, just are just as vaccines are un-American and likely unconstitutional in a monologue that um, also managed to rope in conservative talking points on immigration and voting rights. A, er, earlier, a night earlier, Fox News Revelation host Stephen Hilton said that with the return to normalcy on the horizon, the White House wants vaccine passports to control who can go where and when, calling them an unprecedented, undemocratic paragraph and nightmare Orwellian infrastructure of control. I think Tommy Lorhan and Steve Hilton are right about this. I don't, I don't care what your thoughts are on the vaccination. If you want to go get it, I say, I say go for it. I think what you do in regards to your health is your business and should definitely. Um, you should definitely make very calculated choices when it comes to your body, your health, your mind, your spirit. Um, but I definitely don't want to make this sound like I'm this anti-corona vaccination. I think my thoughts on a corona vaccination, I think it's a product of wonderful medicine and technology. And, and we live in such fortunate times to be able to have the most brilliant minds come together and develop something in due time. But I do think this vaccination passport, proof that you got the vaccination, is intrusive, in, intrusive on your HIPAA rights, your, your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, to be free from government power. It's a disgrace. And I don't think anybody should be on board, if you're an American, at least, <laughs> for most mostly is you should not be on board with vaccination passports because no one's in, entitled to your health history like that and you don't know what they're going to put on these digital documents however whatever form they come in because it's literally being developed by big tech companies and 
in partnership with the government to have not only access to whether to not whether or not you have the vaccine but what are your blood what's your blood type what's your family history don't know every single thing every little detail that they know about you are you okay with that are you okay with giving those vital private information away to the government um to big tech companies just freely and that is why i think uh the coronavirus um pandemic it's more it's becoming less of a pandemic now than a, uh and more of a pandemic or scandemic is what i've heard most people talk most people talk about and i want to start by connecting this to dr fauci i think if you're listening to dr fauci at this point you're doing yourself a huge disservice because dr fauci has openly lied to the american public he has changed his several stances on mass mandates um how you should live your life whether if it's safe enough to send kids to school for you to reopen your business and just to go about life in general and he keeps one of the things i noticing is he keeps pushing the goalposts further and further it's almost it's almost as if he does not want civilization to happen again i think there was nothing wrong bringing Dr. Fauci on because I think what this at earlier in the pandemic, what this country needed was a representative for the medical field. Um, if not Dr. Fauci, a few representatives, if so, um, people to an individual, an expert to reassure the public that even if we didn't know much about the virus, that we will walk you through this. And I think he has betrayed the American people in the most unforgivable way. And so that, and because of that, so many lives were ruined. So many people um, um, turned to despair, went to despair because of him. And I don't think he's doing his due diligence as a doctor or as a um servant in the field of medicine and that's why i believe that if you're listening to dr fauci now it's it's not that he's the problem you're also the problem because you're not you're refusing to listen to any other perspective besides his own i didn't mind listening to first dr fauci um when this pandemic started i think it was great to have somebody from with a medical background to talk and share his new talking point but the longer um the the for as much as the longer the lockdowns went it felt tiresome and you saw dr fauci you know telling you to stay home but yet go to a baseball game and not social distance it's the hypocrisy that um that didn't settle well with me and it didn't sell well with a lot of Americans which leads me to my next highlight about the lockdowns I think lockdowns are unconstitutional and inhumane when some people when several states started issuing lockdowns two weeks to slow the curb to slow the <laughs> to slow the spread I mean 
a lot of conservatives came out and said, nope, this is not going to be for two weeks. They're lying to you. And I think I wish I would have listened then. I don't think I was listening much to what people, especially on the in the political limelight, were saying. Like, the government is not going to give us two weeks to solve it, but they're going to give us, they're going to prolong this lockdowns as long as they can. And now that we're living in April of 2021, I think they're right. I, I, I saw it coming earlier than what most people, I think I came to the conclusion or to the reality that the government is not going, is not interested in giving us our rights back to live life or to go back to civilization. I think lockdowns are inhumane, like I said before, and not compassionate at all. I mean, yes, it's okay to worry about people who are sick with coronavirus, especially if they're elderly or if they had a pre-existing condition where COVID might wreak havoc on their immune system and on their bodies. But what people choose to ignore is the skyrocket skyrocketing um, record levels of depression, mental health issues. I'm disclaimer, I'm going to go into some very sensitive topics here. Um, suicide, drug overdoses, drug overdoses. I think when you choose to ignore all of that, I think that does a lot more harm than good. Lockdowns do a lot more harm than good. People were losing their jobs, um, going, starving not being able to access quality you know medis medical care because all the hospitals were being overwhelmed at some point with covid patients and so people were going in and getting treatments to their to the conditions that they had prior to the pandemic if you had cancer or heart disease or a tumor or any other illnesses that needed uh that require hospitalized treatments you were discouraged and that also led to an influx of death of people who may not have died from COVID but died from other illnesses that were not being able to treat properly or treat immediately because hospitals were forced to get so much attention and so much um, um, resources towards COVID even though there were statistics coming out saying how many many people were recovering from COVID and dying from it and the different doctors like Dr. Stella Emanuel who came out and said that she used um, a, a drug um, in her clinic that helped records of number of people recover from coronavirus but she was shunned away from the media she was shunned away from social media and other news outlets because it didn't fit with the you know fear-mongering narrative it didn't fit it didn't go nichely <laughs> nichely is that a word i just made a word nichely with their um fear-mongering strategy of keeping people in lockdown modes and so there was nothing compassionate about lockdowns um in the first place i think if you cared about civilization if you cared about people you wouldn't You wouldn't do all this madness, even now, especially when we have the vaccine coming out. So my, so my response would be to all of this: How do we fight back an oppressive government? We see a lot more states and a lot more districts opening up 
um, their counties again, opening up their state. We see down in Florida, they're living in free as ever. And even at this point, people are coming to the point, see this is the downfall of staying at home for long periods of time because people have all the time in the world to feed into media propaganda. And now it's not even considered normal at this point to like see each other or to even see each other or even visit your family or see each other out social distancing or wearing masks. Um, that's considered not normal anymore. And, or that you can't go and visit large groups of people. Um, and then you see states like Florida and Texas and Mississippi all going back to normal life. And I think that is super, super great. I think the one thing the government can do that's beneficial to you and your health is to get out of your face. And that's how we, and that's the message that we the people should be giving to the government after a year long of chaos, unnecessary chaos, and expense of our health, our sanity, our emotion, <laughs> our emotional health, our mental health is to get out of our face. And especially when we see um, governors like Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom um, disobeying their own coronavirus mandates while going out to restaurants and and seeing family and putting their own kids and in-person schooling at private schools while telling your kids they can't go to school in person and Andrew Cuomo and this whole nursing home scandal that the FBI has started looking into and started an investigation I hope he gets brought to trial I hope they punish him to the full extent of law because what he did up in New York is disastrous and evil in this most purest form Form. And and I hope that after all of this that we start holding um, people who don't necessarily work in the government but hold so much power who play such a hand in destroying lives more, more and more accountable. People like Dr. Fauci, agency like the World Health Organization for covering up China's part in not preparing the rest of the world for this whole pandemic um, the national institute of health the centers for the cdc yes the center for disease control and united nations and we hold agencies that don't necessarily get elected or get necessarily hold accountable like governors mayors like politicians do people who we elect into office like congress or the president but maybe start holding probably enforcing liabilities onto them so that way no nothing like this ever happens in the future so this is why this is why it's so important to fight back authoritarianism in any form because when the what I've learned is when the government takes gives you an inch when you give the government an inch they're gonna try to stretch it into a mile there is no point in history where where the government have said if you give us some a little bit of control we will give it right back to you no there are always oh there's always a a <laughs> there's always a hitch there's always a catch right that's what i meant catch there's always a catch you know the government is has never been interested in giving back people um their, their life 
the liberty, the pursuit of happiness um, without something in return. And there's at no point in history where the government has done something good for the American people that didn't come without pushback. And we'll get a little bit more to, to that maybe at a later episode. So one good way to start is to let go of the mask, let go of break social distancing because nobody social distancing um, at all and we should be getting back to normal as possible as soon as soon as possible because I think all of this right now is just for political control uh, yeah political control and greed I think a lot of these people have something to gain when they see lies being grown left and right and if you're the type of person who feel like, well, oh, well, they're, they're doing this because they care about you. No, they don't. They don't care about you. All of these governors and representatives and in Congress and the, and in the president and the White House, they don't care about you. The government is not your friend. They don't care about your life. They don't care who you are. They don't know your name. They don't know where you come from. What's your story? They just care about one thing. Power. And they're going to twist whatever emotional tool they have in their back pocket to get you to bend down to their will. And I say, don't. And so next up, we're going to be moving on to Biden and his We cannot afford to have open borders because open borders doesn't help anyone, especially undocumented immigrants. We are about a week away from being three months into a Joe Biden America. And within the first few weeks of Joe Biden taking office, we have seen an influx not just an influx, a massive upheaval of undocumented immigrants coming into the country. So many people wanted Donald Trump out of office, particularly for immigration policies. They believed that the wall was racist and, un and very anti-immigrant. And that all Republicans and conservatives are basically anti-immigrants. As a daughter of immigrants, I disagree. I have to respectfully disagree. The border wall isn't just a shout out, a shut out from the world. It is preserving American sovereignty and allowing, you know, people to migrate to this country in a respectful manner um, by abiding our constitution and the law. You could think however way you want about the wall, but 
you cannot deny that improper immigration policy or relaxed border control is safe for both the American and the undocumented. On Instagram, I did an episode of I did an an episode of IGTV for my Her America series on there, and I started digesting the truth about America's undocumented. Why I don't know why particularly why undocumented people come here, but what is the truth behind undocumented people coming to America and how their lives are impacted by our loose border control um, and how it actually hurts them more than it hurts us Americans but it doesn't mean we should it doesn't mean that we don't benefit doesn't mean we benefit from it it just means that border policies need um, need to be <laughs> need to be secured they need to inform they need to reflect on national security and our constitution in weeks after the weeks of Biden's administration weeks into the Biden administration we saw children beautiful footage of children being brought up to the border and shuttled into the migrant facilities that were built under the Obama-Biden administration um, that were once called cages during Trump's era and are now considered migrant cages according to the mainstream media. I believe that if you care about the safety, the well-being of these children, you wouldn't support open borders to begin with because these children aren't coming here with their parents or being separated from their parents most of the time. These children are victims of traffickers and drug dealers and indespicable people who you do not want near children. Uh, during Trump's administration, we had about 2,600 2600 children unoccupied in these migrant facilities. That wasn't good. But it was a lot better than what we're getting. Now since the Biden administration has been encouraging undocumented, undocumented immigration in the worst form, in the worst form since we have seen in American history, that number, 2,600, has skyrocketed to about 12,000 children, unoccupied minors coming into this country. I think that's terrible. The reason why I am not for open borders, that I do support a wall, that I, because I support national sovereignty. If we have, we don't have a nation if we don't have strong border control. We don't have sovereignty. We don't have a constitution. You see, all of these immigration come immigrants coming into the country at a time where Americans are forced to stay home, and then. They're not even being sent back or deported. They're being, they're coming in and being what is called a catch and release. They're being released into the country or being shuttled 
to different areas, um, different states around along the border coast, the coast of the border, where they are staying in hotels on a taxpayer's dime. Biden administration has a lease offer somewhere upwards of six, $86 million to house illegal immigrants in hotels across America. $86 million, that's a lot of money. And none of that money is going to homeless veterans or homeless Americans, people who have lost our homes in the midst of this pandemic no all of that is going to undocumented immigrants the not another reason why i don't support open borders is because open borders are a hotbed for drug cartels human traffickers people able to smuggle illegal activities into the country without any surveillance from border patrol or even um, government agency like government agencies like ICE, um, immigration and custom enforcement. I think that's terrible. I think what we're seeing in our country should worry every single American. And these undocumented immigrants aren't coming in and and living a good life. They're being shuttled into migrant migrant cages. I mean, migrant facilities that are over capacity, smashed in like sardines with tin foils that look like they're supposed to be blankets and flat, flat mattress pads on the floor. And they're just cuddled together, huddled together in those facilities. That doesn't look like good conditions. That doesn't look like humane and compassionate conditions. If we're Americans and it doesn't matter how you feel about the border wall or ICE or even undocumented immigration. These are people at the end of the day, people who deserve to be treated humanely. A couple weeks ago, a group of GOP senators, such as Ted Cruz, um, decided to come down to the border situation going on and just capture photos and what's going on because the Biden administration has made it a point to keep the press out of this situation because they don't want the American population to know how bad this crisis is as a result of their loose, of their lax, lacking, strong border security policy policies. They don't want to know how Americans, even those who voted for Joe Biden, have been duped into believing that Joe Biden was the good guy, that Joe Biden cared about the little guy. He cared about undocumented immigrants, that he thought the wall was racist, so he was going to put an end to it. Well, last week, news reports came out that the Biden administration is going to continue with the construction of Trump's border wall because they want to plug in gaps. That means they want to put an end to the human trafficking. They want to put an end to probably the drug cartels coming in, smuggling drugs into the country, uh, put a halt to these illegal activities that are going on down the border wall, and also probably in a way help reform our immigration process. Yes, I do think in America we seriously do have an immigration, um, immigration process system that needs seriousness serious work do you think it's fair to all the people who are waiting in line in other nations waiting to get into america to now have to be you know denied 
or be delayed because we're now catering to undocumented immigrants. I don't think that we should be catering to undocumented immigrants to the point where we're housing them in hotels free on the taxpayer dimes again, again. Um, while we have people who are willing to come into this country the right way, the constitutional way, the legal way, and yet are just being denied access. I don't. I think it's barbaric when somebody has to migrate to America and stay in America, work in America, contribute to society, and have to wait 10 or so years to finally get processed and become a nationalized citizens. I think that's barbaric. What I also think is barbaric is that while they're doing that, we have undocumented immigrants, people are breaking the law, coming here, having children in this country called anchor babies, and then their children get to go to school. Their children get to become citizens and they get to go to college for free because we, you know, they didn't deserve this life. I do feel an empathy for dreamers and children who are being smuggled into this country illegally because they didn't have a choice in that. And this whole thing about DACA and dreamers, if we're going to be lenient, I think it's okay for, you know, dreamers and DACA students and DACA recipients to have um, to have a pathway to citizenship but here's why this country basically raised them they grew up in this country they did nothing wrong of their own but besides come but besides to follow their parents because their parents made them come here and some of them came came here in the worst drastic ways possible and so that's why I'm okay with giving DACA recipients, the dreamers, pathway citizenship. Here's why I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with giving their parents pathway citizenship. I think they need to pay a price for it. They should pay a price um, for what they did. Yes, they could have came here, but they broke a law. They broke a constitution. I think it is such a huge incentive to give people who broke the constitution a pathway to citizenship because that means the our, our that that means that becoming an American citizen is unfortunately pointless. It's a slap to face, especially legal immigrants, once upon a time my parents even, who have spent years trying to become an American, do everything they can so they can get the respect and get the privileges privileges that um, naturally born Americans like myself do paid for over thousand dollars to government for thousand thousand dollars to the government to be to pave a way for nationalized citizenship only for the government to freely hand over to the undocumented immigrants i think that's unfair i think that would be such a slap of the face to undocumented immigrants to people who became nationalized citizens who did it the constitutional way and i think the reason why um my i was listening to an episode of the dave rubin show he calls it the rubin report and he was doing an interview with a evangelical leader in the Hispanic community and what his thoughts are on immigration policies in America. And it was a very enlightening episode, like many of his episodes are. It was a, this one was very particularly enlightening because he shared this interviewer, I mean, this interview guest he brought on 
his name was Samuel Marquez. He is a evangelical leader um, in the Hispanic community, and he shared a lot about he shared insight of what it was like um, to be in the Trump administration because he worked alongside the Trump administration for immigration reforms in this country, and how close Trump was actually getting to close to getting a big win for not only legal immigrants but also undocumented immigrants particularly the DACA the DACA recipients the dreamers and I thought wow that's how much you know Joe Biden Democrats the Democrat elites the Democrat establishment doesn't care about undocumented immigrants it doesn't matter how these people got into the country I think the reason why Biden was so relaxed about the border wall or so relaxed about border policies is because he needs a new demographic of voters. People that are going to come in here and vote Democrats. For them, this is nothing more than just political power. Because in the black community, for a long time, blacks have been have majority, have been the majority support for the Democrat establishment. Democrats have laid, have rest peacefully knowing that they have will always seem to get the black vote. But now, since we're coming from the derail of the 2020 election, we have seen that blacks and more blacks Americans are slowly turning away from the Democrat establishment and going more independent. And so what does this mean? Well, instead of, you know, the Democrats proving themselves that they are worthy of their votes by putting in policies that actually benefit um, black America. No, they're not going to do that. What they are is going to ignore our Constitution, nor ignore centuries worth of law, sovereignty, and start turning on their own American citizens and start inviting all of these undocumented immigrants in. So that way, they have a new voting Democrat to turn to when it comes to election. This is nothing more than a power back to them. And they don't care about all these undocumented children being stuffed in like sardines in a can. They need these children to grow up and become the new, um, the new black Americans, if, I, if that's how I can say it. Because that's what's at stake at stake here for them. And for a lot of these undocumented immigrants, they come here, they spend years going unknown from, to the government. Some of them have even gone to the way to try to get into the legal process by getting a green card, getting a visa, getting scammed by corrupt attorneys who only want them for their money and then dropping them out of nowhere. And some of them end up getting deported. Some of them do end up um, going to jail or facing trial. A lot of them, and, and, and of course, a good number of them do end up becoming get becoming naturalized citizen. And you know what? That right there, um, I'm not saying reverse their citizenship in any regard because they spent so long, source time, especially all the fear that it took for them to be honest and be open about their situation but until we're, we're real until we're willing to have a truthful conversation what's going on down at the border wall why open borders doesn't help undocumented immigrants and you know when 
we're not going to put away agencies like ICE. We're not going to put a halt to agencies like ICE because they're doing a lot more for undocumented immigrants, in my opinion, than the Democrats are. So, that's our, my thoughts on what I think about the border crisis and why I think Joe Biden and the Democrat elites, elites are trying to open borders so they can get in a new Democrat and why we Americans, if we care about immigrants, both documented, documented and undocumented, then we need to put an end to open borders. We need to preserve our national security. We need to preserve our sovereignty in hopes that we can get them, in hopes that we can help even reform our immigration system in a way. So yes, in her America, only us, the true fighters for American freedom, rights, our constitution, we can see a different role tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic day.